for the Dummy Broke Podcast. I'm your host, David. This is Amanda. And this is John. I'm going to take a selfie of us recording in your guys's, in Amanda's living room here, if I can. All right, let's post this on the uh, podcast episode page here on... uh, Yeah, thanks for taking a selfie and um, being sure to include the messy bench. Okay, well, you know, (laughs) tough. I'm going to make sure I get a good picture of David's... Christmas sweater, which is so, just awful. This this right here, I'm I'm workshopping my new Christmas sweater. Okay, which, take a picture of the messy bench too, just for you. <laughs> We're gonna have a regular photo gallery. <laughs> this episode of the Donnie Brook Podcast is brought to you by Trader Joe's dark chocolate <laughs> peanut butter cups, <laughs> which we're all enjoying right now. Are we going to have a candy of the podcast every time now? I really feel like that would be the and, only real way to podcast. And you're drinking a some kind of tea, and I'm drinking some kind of coffee, and Amanda's drinking some kind of scotch. Uh, yeah, 15-year-old Avalor. Okay, perfect. So so what we have is we have the children's edition, and we have the, the adult version, and then we have Amanda drinking the... The very seventy-year-old man the, version. There you go. Yes. There you go. That's a nice way of saying it. Uh, Amanda, can I have some hot chocolate? Yes, you can <laughs> definitely have some hot place. chocolate with some marshmallows. <laughs> 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 oh, so I saw a couple of movies this last couple of weeks. Oh, this is a good time for movies. This time yeah. of year is usually pretty good. But I, I haven't know, caught anything this in year. In the fall, it's like just there's nothing but horror movies, and it's 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 kind of that in between time. But at the holidays, they come out with some good ones. I saw a new Harry Potter movie. The, oh, really? Uh, Fantastic Beasts. Okay, so yeah, what do you think about that? Because I was so disappointed with the last. Right. Fantastic so I was Beast. really disappointed too. I felt like it's okay, but it wasn't that special. This one is not at all like that. I feel like they're actually really telling a story, and there's actually a really serious, important plot to that world, and it fits in so much more with with. Like, like much more than I was expecting. Like from the trailer, not just another Harry Potter cash grab kind of. Exactly. Thing. Yeah. It's it's actually a real story, and very powerfully done. I had no idea. I think the trailer really sold it short. It was. It's, yeah, the, the trailer looks awful. Yes, uh, it's just a silly adventure movie. It's nothing like that at all. It's. I mean, I don't want to spoil it. So, it's really well done, and mm. it's it's very very well done, and it is a. Um, I'm I'm going to be first in line to go see the third one. Oh, interesting! Because it's 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 there's some really interesting stuff. Interesting. So, so you, okay, that's so Harry fun. Potter. And then I went and I watched uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, interesting. Yeah. What did you think about that? And Is this a movie about Freddie Mercury? Or? Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. It's a movie about Freddie Mercury. Who? Okay. I didn't even read. I've heard, of course, of the band Queen, and I know a couple of Queen songs. You've heard of the band Queen. And. That is it. Like, I didn't even... I had heard of the name Freddie Mercury, but I had not realized that Freddie Mercury was the lead singer of Queen. So, I am officially less socially conscious than Amanda. Well, at least in one particular area, because, um, yes, I've known about Freddie Mercury for quite some time now, and am familiar with a range of Queen songs. Yes. Do you have a favorite Queen song? Go. Bohemian Rhapsody, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. Galileo! Galileo! Wow, nice David. David, favorite favorite Queen song. David, um, unlike Freddie Mercury, cannot hit four octaves. <laughs> I think Freddie Mercury's range was amazing. Yes. I have. I think I'd have to say, um, "We Will Rock You." We will rock mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Well deployed in the movie A Knight's Tale. 
Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Dun, Look dun, at me with the movie dun, reference. Dun. Very nice, Amanda. The Very worst impressed. movie music combination. <laughs> not as bad we as should the... not be in any medieval movie, period, <laughs> not the end. All right, your, your favorite Queen song, John? I come back to me on that. I okay. think about it. So there's, there's so many good ones. There's like four I can think of right off the top of my head. So I kind of simultaneously loved and really didn't love the movie. Like, like I mean, I, I really went into it knowing nothing at all about about the story. About so who he was, or about who he what was, they would and be covering. exactly. So when my favorite, and, my favorite Queen song is "Under Pressure" with Vanilla Ice. <laughs> I've heard best of the best sampled intro yes, of yes. all time. The... <laughs> Never mind, that's not it. Uh, come back to me. So, so, so I, I didn't, didn't exactly uh, know quite what, what I was getting into, and right. so I would say there's a, there's a, there's a whole storyline that I would probably rather have not like watched in the movie but the, the number music, of variety of people he loved exactly yeah but the music was stunning it just it was so good and i came away from the from from the movie um just just feeling kind of overwhelmed by that by the artistry i felt like the next day i felt like the the artistry of the mo- movie was like still soaking in my soul right. it was just Beautiful. Did they include um, any uh, documentary footage, like um, the the filming of the Wembley Stadium? So, concert, so, or? so the end of the movie. I mean, I mean, kind of the climax of the movie is that concert, right. and and like like it's like fifteen minutes. They did the whole concert, and and that's I don't know brilliant. That's really they, brilliant. They, idea. Like they managed to hold your attention the whole time. Well, I mean, and, that that's just a legendary concert. Yeah, I went and I watched it on YouTube. Right, and it 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 is as amazing as it was in the show, and to to do it in the movie, it just mm-hmm. it it was phenomenal. It was just stunningly done. Hmm. Um, and and I, I feel like I had this whole appreciation for Queen now. Right. I've been listening to Queen songs this week and just really enjoying it. Just kind of wanting to dance around. <laughs> and I, I I want to watch the movie again. I liked it that much. So, huh? That's so funny. I never would have picked you out to be someone who is excited about a Freddie Mercury biopic. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like the music. Okay. So, so honestly, my favorite song would be, if it wasn't for the lyrics that are obviously totally negative, Another One Bites the Dust. I love the music yeah. to Another One Bites the Dust. I think that might be my favorite mm-hmm. musical, musical one. I mean, I, I appreciate what both of you guys are. It's hard to pick one, but, but yeah. Well, and it's not like the lyrics to Bohemian Rhapsody are, you know, telling a, a lovely story of joy and peace no but they're so nonsensical for the most part unless you really are trying to do like you know a dissertation on them it's just fun um whereas another one bites the dust is pretty obvious yes pretty pretty apparent from the from the get-go so yeah um this reminds me i think i think we there needs to be a listicle of like black and white movies that every high schooler should maybe we should do this david do you have any input on this amanda you can be in on it too yes black and white movies that every high schooler should see not ones that you have seen Unless you really think you sh- people should see them. Well, I can't. I can't think of more than a handful okay. of black and white movies. Which would be one any, that you would you would say should be watched by um, any by, Cary Grant. Any. Well, any I, I mean, I, I I don't know his range that well, but I can think of a of a handful that I watched that were 
I thought were good. I can think I mean, of two or three that are fabulous. It's been 15 or 20 years since sure. I saw one. Sure, which, which but, one comes um, I'm thinking Charade. Okay, that's good. Not um, black and white, but yes, excellent. That's it's my not, favorite. Okay. That's probably my favorite yeah. character. North by Northwest? Also not black and white. Oh my goodness. But Wait, Alfred Hitchcock. Are you though. sure it wasn't originally? It's not. It's not Alfred Hitchcock. North by Northwest is. Oh, that's Alfred right. Hitchcock. You're right. Yeah. Although it feels right. like it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then uh, arsenic and old lace. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. That would be on my list. Totally. Yes. Although sure. I have a bad story about arsenic and old lace. Tell it. My husband before um, we started dating. Your husband. Your husband before. My husband. Comma, <laughs> before comma. we started dating. Comma. Okay. Uh, stopped by, I had invited a number of friends over and we were watching Arsenic and Old Lace. Um, and he dropped by for like 20 minutes and hung out and then left. And I was like, oh, well, okay, never mind. I guess he's not interested since he showed up, hung out for a few minutes and then took off with his friend and didn't stay for the whole movie. So did he not like the movie? Oh, I don't know. I think he was just going along with what Dave wanted. I, f- I feel like we really need to have a special guest on this podcast and hear and the, he, rest, the rest of the story. story. <laughs> he walks from one like, I don't remember. <laughs> I'll make sure to get a selfie of him and uh, yeah. include that in Get his commentary yeah, exactly. on, on Arsenic and Old Lace. Okay, so David, what would you add? Arsen- I would put Arsenic and Old Lace on that. On yeah, that I love Arsenic and Old Lace. I really like the movie Philadelphia Story with Catherine Hepburn, That's Terry also Grant, Grant, and Judy Stewart. Okay. And the I've the, seen that one too. I have not seen it. I've always wanted to see it. The 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 repartee between Catherine Hepburn and 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 Cary Grant is and she's so just brilliant. Fast. I can't even keep up. Like I'm just my I, 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 they're talking so fast at each other and it's so smart and their mm-hmm. comebacks are just just that fast. I just love it. And the, and then the there's Jimmy Stewart who's just kind of Oh, gosh, gosh, well, I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, as a kid, I remember watching It's a Wonderful Life every year around Thanksgiving. We had a family friend who demanded that we watch it at Thanksgiving. We always spent Thanksgiving with them. But, and I hated it as a kid. But as an adult, I can appreciate it a it's, lot more. I understand. Yeah, I yeah. don't have strong, affectionate feelings for it. I don't have... Well, I've I, seen it a couple of times in the houses of people who are like, oh, we have to watch this. It's Christmas time. You watch this movie for sure. I think just just for basic, like, you should watch the movie at least once so you understand right. the, the social ramifications of the film. Right. Yeah. So that I think that's a, I think that's a probably you should. 12 Angry Men would be on my list. Have you seen 12 Angry Men? No. Oh, movie night. Have you? Oh, yeah. That's great. <laughs> that's a great movie. So that that's a movie. That's a, it's the jury um, in a murder trial and they're, and they're all, they just lock them up in a room and they all, all argue for and the, an and, hour and, and a half. And the whole movie just happens there in the room. It's it. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so, so to be oh, that good. The Rope. Never seen, what? Rope. With, rope? By, by Hitchcock. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a, a oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. single camera and in that kind of. I think, I think it has of, two shots, right? Like yeah. one time it goes behind the guy's back. Right. Yeah. And that's it. <sighs> I, and I it's a murder thinking, mystery kind of thing. Do you think they could actually make a movie like that now? Like I don't I don't think actors are that good that they could But wait, keep... is Blair Witch Project black and white? No, that doesn't count. That does not count. <laughs> you didn't watch Blair Witch. No, Project. I've never seen it. <laughs> okay, so just real quickly, the only other ones that jump out, out of my head would be like High Noon with um uh what's his name? 
I know who you're talking about. Um, I can't I just, help you. I just blanked on his name. Gary. 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 Somebody. Yeah. And yeah. then um, High Noon would be on that list. Casablanca is probably one of my Casablanca. favorite movies of all time. Have you seen Casablanca? Now? I have. Was underwhelmed, but that's probably a me problem. Probably. That's how I felt when I saw Citizen Kane. I. Oh, I've I seen that one too. Kind of underwhelmed. I was expecting more since it's such an iconic film, and thought, eh, meh. But I think it's it's probably one of those things, and I think this is very true of me. I don't know how true it is of you, but um, you know, art forms require a certain understanding or a certain way of appreciating them, and so something may be an exceptional example of that art form, but if you are not uh, attuned to the nuances of what it is it's just you're just not going to appreciate it i mean obviously the iliad is an amazing poem that that's the the decision of the centuries but you throw somebody who doesn't read that often or doesn't enjoy reading that often mm-hmm. into the middle of it they're not or doesn't understand it. tragedy yeah they don't, they don't understand what's going on with it what are the what are the parameters of this art form like why do why do we have an entire book of the poem that's just a list of ships and where they're from and who was on them like that's really <laughs> right that's dumb but then i mean if you have the context for understanding that it it makes it makes sense and it builds your appreciation and and you you are like trained up to it well i think this is something we we should write a, a blog post on another one i really like is uh quiet man I think that's black. I don't think that's black and white. It, it, came, it came in Did both. they technicolor they, 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 it or something? They, they colored it later on. Okay. But but that's, that's a fun one with uh, John Wayne, and he's he, he's a boxer who goes to, uh, kind of retires to Ireland and, and, and falls in love with Maureen O'Hara, and it's this story of... He does that pretty often, doesn't greed he? Greed and Fall in love with Maureen O'Hara. Yeah, that's yeah. one of his things. And then they argue with each other. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, it's all fiery, and, yeah. and then he dominates her, and then... Yeah, kind of. She likes that. Yeah, I really like of John of the John Wayne movies. I like Stagecoach. That's one of his earlier films. So, in fact, I think it's his first starring role, and and that one's really good. That one has a lot of social interesting things going on on the social side because you've got John Wayne. um, John Wayne's character doesn't dominate the movie like so many of his films do, and then you've Mm -hmm. got like a Confederate soldier who's all uh, like a super gentleman, but then he's got like this, this kind of oily side to him. And you're you're not quite sure. Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? And then you've got a woman who's, who's about to have a baby. And um, there is, I think if I remember cor- correctly, there is like a, uh, a saloon girl who I think may end up being John Wayne's love interest. So everybody's kind of looking down on her earlier in the film, but then she kind of shows that she's got some hidden character quality that that you. So so it's, so it's so really this is a Tarantino social. film. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he did this right after Inglorious. Yeah. <laughs> Which I've actually oh, seen. Okay, well look at this. Oh yeah, that that's a good an, one, isn't it? I have such an eclectic exposure yeah. to things. I am committed. Um, to watching Napoleon Dynamite. You haven't seen Napoleon Dynamite? No. You didn't know who Freddie Mercury was, so... Yeah, don't start with me. I or thought, I'll, I'll, I'll do what I do with my students. I, what I do with my students. No, I haven't seen Napoleon Dynamite. Have you read War and Peace? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this oh. is killing me. So, well, so my... Um, this group of students I've had for a year and a half now, they're, uh, they've been on a year and a half long campaign to get me to watch Napoleon Dynamite. Um, I assure them that I probably won't find it nearly as funny or interesting as they do, but 
I finally committed um, through a variety of circumstances to. I I'm I'm I'm. So Christmas so break. Wholeheartedly proud yes. of you. Yes, I have to find a way to watch it. Um, okay, over you're, Christmas you're, break. You are you're coming over. We're gonna have a podcast. We're gonna do a Facebook watch live party. feed. <laughs> Facebook. Oh my. That's goodness. actually a really good idea. They, they are very very disappointed because I absolutely refused to watch it with them. They wanted oh, to. You should watch it. With they them. wanted to. In, that would be far more. Post it at one of their it houses. Would be a but lot you could have all thirty-three of them. You could do a fundraiser for it. it. Yeah, I think oh, you should tie yeah. in like a you fundraiser. You don't want to have a watch, Amanda. Watch with my students. Yeah. Yes. These are people that I. I, would pay, uh, I, I need would to have the money. respect of for at least four more months, five more months, five more months. I need their respect. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I don't see why watching a movie with them would compromise. <laughs> <laughs> Well, have you ever been to a Watch Mandy watch a movie? I'm sorry, Watch Amanda. I forget sometimes. Okay. Watch Amanda watch a movie party? No, no. Okay. That, so the first one was, uh, was it The Voyage of the Dawn Trader? Oh, it was, it was, and it was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then we did The Hobbit, I think. Yeah, at least the, fir- the first two the parts first, of it. Yeah. And then I cheated and watched the third part on a plane to Africa. Why? I, it was hour 13 and I was done. Okay. <laughs> so, so, um, John, you mentioned we should do a blog post about about uh, yeah, our, our our top yeah. top um, movies. I think that's a great idea. I noticed that uh, uh, you did a blog post this week on the oh, Donnie yeah, podcast. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, so, if you haven't seen it, check out the Donnie uh, Podcast dot com and uh, go see go see John's post. Uh, why don't you? What, what did you write about? I I just uh, I just kind of did a recollection. We don't read your writing. Yeah, we exactly. just tell everybody else. I can too. just talk about it. I just did. I, I just kind of did some recollection on um, on my experiences going, kind of jumping back and forth between full time ministry and lay ministry, and um, just kind of recognizing how how hard it is to work 50, 60 hours a week and then have lay responsibilities with the church, mm-hmm. and that there were times where um, where I would feel I would, sh- so, so we, I probably, um, volunteered at the church like 30 hours, 30, 40, 40 hours a month on top of my regular job, on top of my family and all those things, which I'm not a martyr. It's not like I'm being persecuted or something like that, but I mean, it's a fair amount of, John, that's of, a lot of volunteering. Yeah. It's a lot of, yeah. it's a lot of time. And so, and so I wouldn't have that same expectation of, of other people because I was working towards you know, returning to, to potentially returning to ministry, but, but the, the amount of time that I spent in and around the church in that time and the, um, I don't, I don't actually put this in the blog, but one of the things I've been trying to, to, to weigh in this is every other, um, every other business or field we kind of weigh the returns that we have for the time we've been, that we've invested, right? Um, even in fields where we're involved with people, we still weigh that, and and I think it's appropriate that the church doesn't weigh attendance, but you have to be able to to measure something at the end of the day of, of right. either the discipleship that you're seeing, the growth that you're seeing in people's lives, or or you know there has to be some sense of accomplishment when you're dedicating that much time and energy towards. Um, a project towards yeah towards a project and um, and uh, I just tried to I tried to write down or jot down some of my thoughts of 
of the ways to, to make sure that's being accomplished for, for the folks that, uh, that we'll be shepherding going forward and in, in, that are predominantly, we're going to have one person on staff at our church. We're a pretty small church. So it's going to be lay, lay ministry. It's going to be lay Sunday school teachers and for sure, um, you know, all, sure. all of that, every, every aspect of the ministry that doesn't. So, so, so as you prepare to kind of enter this season, what, what, how, how would you put the um, kind of the, those markers of success like, 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 what do you want to see in order to, 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 <laughs> can I, can I actually jump in just before that? Cause I think I have a question and I want to, I think it'll lead to that. Yeah. Um, maybe because, um, one thing you said kind of made me prickle a little bit. Good. Um, and then, yeah. <laughs> um, but then I think it's, I think it has to do with a distinction in involvement in church that maybe needs to be more clearly articulated in our culture. Mm-hmm. And so you're saying about, you know, return on investment for time. And that kind of made me prickle a little bit because um, time invested in church is not about return on investment. But I I think the distinction is that we tend to get people, we lay people tend to get involved in things at church as a sort of proxy for building our our spiritual life so that, you know, we volunteer to hand out the bulletins on Sunday morning and, and sort of think about that as, okay, I'm serving in the church. I'm a good Christian. Right. And, um, where I think why I prickled a little bit is because the idea of saying, okay, well, don't spend too much time worshiping because it, you might not be getting the right returns on investment is, is kind of half what I heard. I know that's not what you meant, but it's kind of half what I heard. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Well, in the language of return on investment is a business term, which is, yes. is yeah, probably counterproductive to, right. to, to, to the spiritual conversation. So, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, so I, I don't know. I think that, I think partly we need to, as a church, think and talk about the distinction between our involvement in church activities as activities that we do related to trying to build church community, that sort of thing, and our involvement at church and our focus on worshiping God and um, and our, our spiritual growth. Does that make sense? Does that seem like a, like, am I just, yeah. So, I, so what's the question? So the, I, well, I, yeah. So, I think... Is there a question there or is there... Well, I think... I just think that um, thinking about time involved at church as... There are things that have to get done around the church. Somebody sure, needs sure, to sure. teach Some the Sunday school, etc. Sure. But... Well, not necessarily because you don't have to have Sunday school. But continue. Well, not necessarily. Well, yeah. I mean, it was invented fairly recently. Right, right. Um, it, and maybe, yeah, bulletins may or may not need to be handed out. Somebody needs to stand up there and play the lead instrument and and or something and lead us in song um but i think it's it's too easy to confuse doing those kinds of activities with our our spiritual growth and so thinking about de-emphasizing the projects and plans and and um roles for service the the complication of that and the the proliferation of that in church life and reemphasizing or thinking about prioritizing I don't know time and prayer and and the the building up of the spiritual life of the body is that yeah 
So, so I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at is, so for, for that kind of thing, is that a goal that you would see, um, building up the spiritual life of the body? Well, and I think that's why I kind of wanted to jump in because I think that, I think that we, um, think about a church that has lots of programs. Right. And right, right, lots right, right, of people right. volunteering as a really healthy church. And, and so you're asking about metrics or like, like, what are you, what, what do you think success is? So I, I, I realize this is a spiritual question. Absolutely. Right. And I'm, but we're people and we just, we measure things by numbers and we, we, it just, it's, I, I I'm not saying like, well, you know do you, you want to see six X, sigma X? six sigma your okay so so program? but okay so to, to to jump in a little bit here so so again metrics or return on you know return on investment these are terms that we tend to associate with with business principles so while i think there's some benefit there i think in general those have, those principles have been misapplied when they get added to the church because okay. they they are a false overlay on on a on a structure that works under a different set of assumptions, a completely different set of assumptions. Right. So, I think there's places where you can say return on investment. Well, like building, you know, building a, a property and saying if we're going to invest in a furnace, we want to get a good return on our investment. Right. That's a fair use of that term, but probably not in the area of discipleship. Um, right. But Here's what I do now, and here, here's what I would say is, is problematic. We have people who are sitting in church for 40 years, right? and we have no measurable growth in their lives. Right. Or measurable or however, whatever. Observable. Term, tangible. Uh, right. They're not... They're they're not spirit filled. They're not reading their Bible. They're not engaged in the community at the church. They're not serving in their strengths. They're they're not um, pressing into uh, God's mystery and God's holiness. Like they're not loving like the church is called to love. And so those are the kinds of things that I think are are and and I don't know that I have a good answer. I think if, if if people did have a good answer, then you know there'd be a book and and they there'd be a, a conference and there'd be a there'd be <laughs> a, have, a, a bracelet. Be a Command large speaking fees. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, what what do we see? What do we see that Jesus does? Jesus Jesus invests in people. Um, he invested a, a super small group of guys and then a slightly larger group of, of people, and then he invests. Um, in a, in a, a, an incredible amount of of care, <laughs> infuses an incredible amount of care into a small group of people, and then those people turn around and reproduce it. Right, and, and he commissions that work. Right, and and so I would say going back to the original statement that I've been I've been wrestling with with, which is the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, people, so the, one of the principles that I've come away with is people are always a good investment. Right, people are. That we see that in Jesus's ministry, and I think you see that any time in the church, and that's not necessarily always true in the business world, because sometimes people, sometimes you have to take, you have to cut your losses with people, and you don't have that luxury in the church, right? So you can't say, well, this person doesn't meet our, they're not talented enough to lead a Bible study, lead worship, 
right you know lead a core group or whatever so we're going to fire them from our congregation right we're going to get rid of them or we're just going to set them to the side and be like that's nice why don't you come on sunday and i'll pat your head right um so i guess so i don't know if i have any more clarity here um because some of this kind of makes sense in my head and i don't think i'm articulating it well but that the way <laughs> yes amanda you're not articulating it well you can go ahead and agree uh, <laughs> well well i would i would challenge the premise that if it, you can't articulate it well you may then, not make yeah. it may not make good sense in your head but i'm i'm wrestling with the same problem so that's okay. not a criticism as much as it is a i identify with, with the okay. challenge of it yeah um so that uh the the thing that you were writing about, and I haven't read your blog post, but that this time commitment to lay ministry mm. is something that is something of a problem within your church community. You saw, you saw yourself spending all of this time, and it was exhausting. I'm on saying top of your the, responsibilities. the time to the measurable value, right? And I think was, a, was could be frustrating, right? And I think that the kind of maybe the way that you stated it or maybe just the way I heard it, it mm -hmm. sounded like we need um, better program implementation when I think probably what you mean and what I think you should mean is we need to be investing in the right area or investing in the right way so that we're focused on developing um at, at, we're focused on spiritual growth in congregants and not in making sure that we have sufficient bulletin hander outers. Yeah, I'm not interested in more bulletin hander outers. That's not that that that's exactly what would be frustrating to me. Right. And so whatever time people spend in lay ministry or whatever time, you know, people are able to spend in um discipleship is your focus is on cultivation of people and their spiritual growth, their relationship with God and their relationship with other people and not on making sure that the VBS is very well attended this summer or whatever. Well, yes, to, to the, to the extent I would, I, I agree with what you're saying up to the point where, um, where somebody has a calling to a certain thing. So, so I had a, one of our elders came to me this week and he said, um, Look, I really have a passion to see our men's ministry get get healthy, and I'd like to see that as a vibrant part of our body again. And it's kind of been dormant for a while. We've done a little thing here, a little retreat there, but it's been been pretty dormant for the last couple of years. And he he basically said, "This, I'm, look, I'm doing this," and um, so and working in his gifting. He's working. Yes, exactly. So if you're working in your gifting and you feel like God's convicted you to work in an area, then then that's exactly what you want to see right. people doing. Mm -hmm. um, and and men's ministry is not one of those things that's like a biblical mandate. It's not like we have an example in Scripture where Jesus was like, hey, let's all go read John Eldridge's book, and we're all going to watch, <laughs> um, you know, Gladiator and the Braveheart and then cook meats and, <laughs> and shoot stuff. And shoot stuff. I mean, that, and, and I'm, I'm totally making fun of that. Making well, I don't know Sounding way more fun than women's ministry, <laughs> and drink fifteen-year-old scotch, right? And uh, uh, the you know that th that's not obviously a biblical mandate, but if it, but if the elder at our church is is excited and he he feels like um, that's an area where he's been called to, then that's exactly what you want. Right, you want to see people. And I I, w I didn't mean to be like dismissive of the idea of any kind of program. I mean like. 
PBS could be a place where someone could invest in right, building right, right. community and, and, and in spiritual growth. Um, but I think it's I think it's so easy for us to get uh, distracted by programs for programs' sake, kind of right. thing. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, what what would be a good reason for a program? Cultivating spiritual growth, discipleship. <laughs> okay. Just checking to make sure <laughs> you can even have a, a program. Okay. Nice <laughs> softball, I guess. <laughs> okay. I All right. Just, just check. <laughs> Amanda, please argue against yourself. Yes, I'll, I'll get right on that. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Hey, did you guys see the text that I sent you of uh, Stephen Colbert and Neil uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson? Oh, um, I saw your text, but I I work in a odd cell phone dead spot, and I can never oh, download. Want, so you, I can never download anything at work, and then of course and I forgot about see it, it later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. David, so, did you watch it? I didn't watch it. I oh, you guys I, should watch it. It's it's fat. It's a fascinating interview. So so if anybody if anybody's listening to this, if any if any of our seven listeners are paying attention at all, like pause. And go watch this. Um, it's a, it's a pretty long clip. It's a seven or eight minute clip. But um, Stephen Colbert is being interviewed. They they swap places by Neil deGrasse Tyson, and they have this fascinating conversation about. Um, it's kind of it's kind of all over the place. At one point, they talk about um, both of them went and visited. Hobbiton down in New Zealand. Okay. And they nerd out about that for a little while. Oh yeah, yeah, because well, Colbert's the, the, the epic true, token like, nerd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, but 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 Neil deGrasse Tyson is too. Okay. Which I didn't know. And then that yeah, redeems I, okay. him a little bit in a, my mind. A little bit. David, do you know who that we're even talking about? Oh yeah. Totally. Okay. All right. I'm 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 down here. You're, okay. Yeah. He's he's really he's, he's like the basis for Queen, right? <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, and then, um, they, so they kind of, they kind of are all over the place, but they finish with this conversation about, uh, about faith. And basically Neil deGrasse Tyson challenges Colbert and he says, so you are, um, you're an intelligent person. Have you ever found it, um, difficult to resolve the facts of science and, and your position on faith and Colbert's answer is is really good and the fact that i'm he not had surprised platform, that it's really good it the fact that he got a platform to say it um and to say it as well and as as thoroughly as he says it um it, it was it was just very interesting to that that he had that kind of a that kind of an opportunity so i i that's actually so it. interesting to me that it would it would um be set up that way because uh, I'm not at all surprised that Colbert would have a, really a good, answer. good answer. He's yeah. such a thoughtful person um, with such a rich and uh, grasp of poetic meaning. And he's so literary. He, he quotes, and, he quotes a French philosopher, Christian philosopher that, that uh, I'm going to summarize it, but he says, the only tragedy in life is to not be a saint, is to not become a saint. Yeah. And, and he's he's just kind of going... Oh, oh, that's where that came from. Somebody was passing that around recently. So it must okay. have, they must have been... It may have been a re yeah, yeah, recycling yeah, yeah. that. So, yeah. Um, and then, and then what is... He makes he makes cracks about the Catholic Church. He's like, yeah, but I was raised by Catholics who were okay with questioning authority. Right. And then somebody told me recently... So I think this is the last thing he says. He says, and then somebody told me recently that... Catholics who question authority, there's a name for that. They're called Protestants. <laughs> and then he laughs at himself. It's great. So it's, it's self-deprecating. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a fabulous little, it's a fabulous little 
jewel on YouTube. You guys should have watched it. Well, oh, totally. I, 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 I'm, I'm ready justice. to go watch my, it now. My interest has been officially peaked. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think the thing that intrigues me is that I, I assume, and this may be an ungracious assumption on my part, but I assume that Tyson thought he was going to have a fun, clever, gotcha type of moment or some some kind of triumph over I like he was poking I, because he thought he was going to have some kind of I good thing. I don't know and I don't know their relationship well enough because right. I'm not I'm not like a Colbert New York nerd and I'm not a, a Neil deGrasse Tyson nerd. But I I got the impression that this is not their first time interacting. Right. That they may have an ongoing conversation that maybe it's, it's and coming out of mutual respect. That it's yeah, that it's being born a little bit out of mutual respect and being born out of um I I don't think I don't think that it changed his mind. I don't think oh, he no. expected but but it wasn't antagonistic. Okay. So um Yeah. yeah I'm, now was, I gotta go it was, watch it. It was worthwhile. It was worthwhile. So anyway, yeah, watch that. That that's my my little bit of uh, of uh, media advice for the day. <laughs> awesome. So Amanda, what are you reading uh, this week? Well, she's um, actually watching movies this week. She's sworn off reading. <laughs> Did I tell you guys that, I, I'm listening to the World War Z too? I'm your guys's recommendation from the last. Yeah, I'm almost done. Right, I getting think, up there in the higher literary that's echelons. Right. That's right. I was walking right. through the library the day after with my kids, and it was on the shelf, and so I grabbed. As it. an audiobook. It's an audiobook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're delving into the world. It's of fantastic. Max it's really Isn't fun. It? Yeah. It's all fun. that social commentary. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, I'm not a big zombie fan, but there's very little. Honestly, there's very little zombie going right. on in the story. Right. So I actually used the first vignette to teach. Ethan had an assignment to write a short story, a fiction short story. And so I used the very first vignette. I played it with Ethan in the car and we listened to it. And then he had decided to write on the Battle of Thermopylae. Mm -hmm. So then I summarized Tolkien's retelling of the Battle of Thermopylae, which is, um, which is fabulous. It's from the Cimmerillion. And he finishes where um, I think it's Turin's father. There, the, you know, he's got that long form story that is this tragedy. Is that Turin? Uh, uh, Turin, uh, Turin bar. Turin, Turin. Oh it's been years since I've read. Anyway, I remember long, yeah. his father is the last man standing in in the kind of Thermopylae battle, and he throws down his shield and he picks up a double double handed axe and he starts wielding it and he screams, "Day will come again! Day will come okay. again!" And because they want to capture him, he slays a whole bunch of the enemies because they they they're, they they are not trying to kill him. Is, is he the one that they drag off to the mountaintop yeah. and keep and, him alive? Yeah, yeah, and yeah he has that's to the look one. and see. Yeah. I didn't forever. tell Ethan that part of it yeah. because I was just trying to <laughs> focus on how do you how do you tell a short story well? Mm-hmm. And right. That first that first vignette in 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 World War Z is so good where the the Chinese doctor. Right. Uh, tells the little story about his his old war buddy who says, you know, everything's uncharacteristically be okay. says, yeah. "Don't worry, everything's going to be fine." And then he teases him about it and says, "You never are that optimistic." And he says, "Yeah, it'll be way worse when I say it if, again." Before I ever say it again. And at yeah. the end of the vignette, he's he's telling his friend who's now encountered zombies, "Yeah, don't worry, it'll all be fine." Yeah, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it, it's good storytelling and it's fabulous social commentary. Even I, if I disagree with it, it's fun. It's 
for right. him to it, have Even that. if you disagree with his analysis of, of social... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's so clever and interesting. Um, I'm not currently reading any zombie anything. Okay, fine. Although I... Well, never mind then. We don't <laughs> I want to talk did anymore. read a, an, a post-apocalyptic novel, though. The Road. Uh, no. Oh, well, I've read that. Uh, of course you have. Years ago. Um, well, it's a genre that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, in order, the best... Po- no. Um, <laughs> There's read- your blog post right there. <laughs> yes. You should yes. totally the- write that. Actually, that would be kind of interesting. It would be a really good... Because yeah. there are some really... Uh, they. What I love Where about them... Where would Canticle of Leibowitz be on your oh, list? Oh, it's very high on the list. Okay. It's, that's so well done. Is it above or below the road? Uh, definitely above. Okay. The, right. the road is not very high. Uh, for literary quality, it's very well written. Um, for uh, total experience of a post-apocalyptic novel, it's it's ah. fairly low for me. Okay, all right. What's, uh, what, what's very, 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 very high on that list? The highest... Above? Oh, I don't know about the highest. Highest is hard. That's uh, you. You have to pick one, and that's that's very difficult. There's one called After Earth that's right up there um, by uh, George Stewart uh, that I really really enjoy. Um, World War Z is actually very high on the list. Um, I, I've actually there was a joke reread that. that. There know. was a joke. There was like Muppets Christmas or something would yeah. be high on the yeah, list. There was something, been, yeah, something like that. Um, okay. Uh, so I just read a novel called When the English Fall by, um, a, he's a, uh, he's actually, I think a Presbyterian minister or something. Um, I don't, I hope I get his denomination right. Um, and it's brand new and it's a post-apocalyptic novel in the form of the diary of an Amish farmer. Ooh. And so the English, that's what the, the Amish call people who are not Amish, mm-hmm. the English, and um, there's a solar storm that wipes out all electronics on Earth. And, of course, this Amish community is just fine, but everything around them is not just fine. And the the social commentary combined with the just the deep piety of the narrator who's, who's writing these journal entries and the, the unapologetic piety... Um, it really reminds me of a, another fantastic novel, not a post-apocalyptic one, but one called The Short Day Dying. That's um, a, a journal of a Scottish minister. Um, He's Presbyterian. Presbyterian. Oh, good. good. I got and he denom- looks Amish. Yes. I'm glad I got his denomination correct. Um, anyway, When the English Fall. It was just lovely and so well done. I really enjoyed it. He likes his motorcycles dirty, his coffee strong, and his beers hoppy. I don't really like his bio, but that's okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> that John, did you just make that up? <laughs> it's really what it says on Amazon. I'm not making I couldn't have made oh, that up. I could not have pulled that out of my That's a particularly self-indulgent form it of is, the of the bio. Yeah, that's a horrible I mean, bio. But, yeah, but how, it sounds how like you a fascinating like book. So okay, he likes so, his butter melted. His lemonade sweet and, and his Christmas sweaters ugly. There you go. That's There's right. David. John, that's what perfect. are you? Oh gosh, I can't even. I that's too far. That's he a likes his whipped cream full fat. No, no, I'm not doing his this. His coffee strong. I'm not doing this. And his and music his, loud. And his going, music loud. Going, no, his there. music indie and likes his music. Indie. No, no, no. I'm no. totally okay with populist music. Oh, okay. It's populist elections I have problems with. <laughs> <laughs> and his elections not. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Oh anyway, when the English fall. When okay, the English I, I may not like his little, All right. his little bio. Okay, so can we get a blog post from you yes. on this? I, I think okay, that's the next week. Post no, 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 it doesn't have to be in the next week, but within the next month. Is no, that fair? Yeah, yeah. So you okay. get Christmas break. I have, I have finals coming for yeah. my students, and I have to get my, you just I have to get minutes. my students through 20 cantos of the Purgatorio in the next five, six days. That sounds like a post apocalyptic series. <laughs> <laughs> All we need is 10 minutes. Scroll down your 10 favorite post-apocalyptic and a, and a sentence about each a one blurb. and why you liked it. I can and do that. we'll make that a blog post. Well, then that'll be my second active book list because did I tell you guys this for our um, accreditation process? Yeah, you told us this last time we podcast. Oh my goodness. Did I put yeah. it on the podcast? Yeah, you did. Yep. Oh yeah. my. Okay. I'm still working on that book list. <laughs> yeah. It's now up to 300 books, and I have to blurb every one of them. Oh, uh, no. And I have another 150 to go. That sounds yes. really unreasonable. I, well, it you wouldn't be unreasonable reading. if I read like a normal person. Right. 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 I have colleagues can't who you are just done with, they have can, 10 Can't books. you just send them, like, I'm, I'm being serious. Can't you just send them your Goodreads? No, because we have to put, I have to fill out a form. Just They, they gave us case, a form that we have to fill out. I would ask for an exception or just say, look, I've done 50. And lie. Like, nobody's going to expect you to have read more okay. than 50. Well, there is a little perverse delight in giving them the infinite scroll list. Have we talked about Eugene Peterson, how he would how he would send made-up things to his, uh, like, the people who were in charge of him? They, they, they would ask for, he had these, like, quarterly reviews he had to do. Right, like denominational he, like oversight. Like denominational, yeah. Denominational oversight. And he had this suspicion that they weren't actually reading his, like, his, his, <laughs> so he started writing falsehoods into them. And he started out with like little things like, like my drinking, my drinking habits have increased. I'm afraid, oh my goodness. I'm afraid this may become, this may be, be uh, beginning to be a, a problematic addiction. And then got to the point, he wrote them with his wife and they, they wrote them to the point where he had he was talking about raging um, sexual promiscuity with the church secretary oh my and, and sending these into the domin- denominational heads and, and so and he, he's such a sweet old man in my mind yeah well <laughs> this is in his younger more reckless okay. days and um, and so he he went back to the denominational headquarters they were interviewing him and they were they were asking him about something. And they said, no, no. And basically his, his frustration was that all they cared about going back to metrics. Right. All they cared about give was Give me the documentation. Give me the finances and give me the attendance. Right. And that's really all that they were looking at on these reports. And he said he brought up the other pages of the reports to them. And he said, well, have you, what do you guys think about my, my little problem that I, I, I've been reporting for the last couple of years. And they said, what problem? And he says, well, it's all been in the documentation. And they said, what documentation? And he goes, the documents I send in, don't you read them? Of course we read them. Oh, you have. So you know about so my you drinking know problem about, and adultery. You know about, yeah, you know about my drinking problem and the adultery. And they were like, what? And he, he had a good chuckle and basically had them dead to rights. Right. That, yeah. Well, I am not so chaotic good. Um, I'm I would much totally more lawful good. But I did. They're not going to read all three hundred books or four hundred books that. You, oh no! I would put. I would just slip in there, just subtly slip in there some books that you shouldn't have read. Shouldn't have read. How, yeah. how, how about a Jeanette Oakey book? 
Yeah, no. <laughs> no Although no, I, I wrote my educational philosophy that, that that parents would not want have. Yeah, yeah. They, they they would read that and be like, "Oh, great! She really enjoys some." Yeah, you know, they'd be okay with that. nice family Christian bookstores yeah. bestsellers. Yeah. Lifeway bestseller list. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, no, I'm, I I refused to cite the required sources on the philosophy of education. So I submitted my philosophy of education with lots of footnotes, but none of not none of. Without most of the required sources, I would just on put. It. I would put the first ten Rob books on your list are Rob Bell books. <laughs> Rob Bell, and Rob then Bell, I'm Rob trying Bell. to think what else could be. Blue light jazz, yeah. and then anything with evolution. I'd make oh, those um, your first twenty five books. Blogger that um, uh, Jen Hatmaker. Hatmaker. Yes. Yeah, anything by Jen Hatmaker. A lot Hatmaker. of Jen Hatmaker. Yeah, a lot of Rob Bell. Yeah. Um, and then anybody who's been widely discredited. Okay. How about some end times? Um, yes, oh, Tim LaHaye. Yes, a little LaHaye. LaHaye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we've made fun um, of Joel Osteen before, so I hate to pile on, but Joel Osteen would I be think good. You, you hate on. to pile on? Uh-huh, uh-huh. That is the Lord's work, John. You <laughs> must pile, be willing to, to do the Lord's work. I, <laughs> to pile on Joel Osteen's smile? Um, well, that I mean, not be, necessarily That would be smile. far more His theology? Yes. 25 books in, you've been going You've been going strong with these, these literary titles, and then, and then just, just start switch over. feathering in right. prosperity gospel. Prosperity oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Gospel, prosperity little Benny Hinn. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It's got to be a little more subtle. Like, I like yeah. <laughs> A little more subtle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. All right. Well, we will be looking for that blog post shortly. Yes, uh, book list. <laughs> Post-apocalyptic novels. Well, Merry Christmas to all of our fans. All, all, all seven of you. <laughs> we, we've uh, been really fixated on the seven number for a while. Do you think right. we're up to eight or we down to six? Up, we might well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hesitate to even wonder. Um, we are, you know, we haven't asked for any feedback in a while. If you've got some feedback about the show, we'd love to hear from you. Go to the DonnyBrookPodcast.com uh, and uh, write to us. We'd love Give to us hear a topic to discuss. Yes, we will discuss. We will read your feedback. And um, we should probably have some guests on here sometime, shouldn't we? I think we should. should. I think we should. It'd be far more entertaining to to make fun of somebody else. With somebody else. Oh, with. Yes. Yes, there you go. If we do it here again, um, we can probably snag our our one friend who lives close by. Oh, excellent. That'll be great. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so this is the album that I am listening to this Christmas. This is Beta Radio, and this is their song, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, and it's a great Christmas album if you're looking for something a little darker and moodier and folksier and non-populist. As you do. Yes, as you do. Thanks for listening to the Donnybrook Podcast. I'm David. I'm Amanda. I'm John. I heard the bells on Christmas